Hello, and welcome to Real Actors, Real Answers, the podcast where actors, actresses, scriptwriters, casting directors, producers, entrepreneurs, and people just like you and me get real. Today, I'd like to get real about something, a message from Dean Graciosi. He is a very famous, uh, well-known, and very heartfelt um, speaker, author, entrepreneur, and he helps people and, quite frankly, helps me every single day. I thank God for him every day. And I know this is about real actors, real answers. You're an actor, okay? But actors are people too, and therefore, these steps and, and life in general apply to us too, correct? Okay, because everybody has a dream. Everybody has something that they're going for each and every day, okay? But the, the secret is to be consistent. The secret is, secret is <laughs> to keep your hope up to a certain level of expectation where you get the results that you want. So without further ado, I'm going to allow Dean in this workshop that I took to just tell you more eloquently what this means, what your hope needs what your life needs and i want you to take it in okay here we go the willpower the discipline or just the passion to continue to move forward even if it's at your own pace you don't have to go like a rocket ship but we must inch forward to who we want to become because just sitting around hoping Hope isn't a strategy. That's Tony Robbins 101. Hope is not a strategy. But passion, desire, following people that have already been there, uh, we, could, we could do anything. Now, I wanted to remind you a couple of things. And, and oh, here's what I want to tell you, too. If you think that everything has to be perfect to present, to share, I, we decided two or three nights ago to do this special training one more time, Right. And I thought through, what do you need? Can I tell you something? I don't have fancy slides. This is my journal. Right now, it's hard to see. These are my notes. You know what I do? I write my notes, and then I write them a second time, and then I take a highlighter and I highlight them. And today, while I'm sharing with you, I'm going to look down because I don't want to miss anything. That's my strategy. Some people love slides. Some people follow the slides. Some people do a video and you never see their face. Jenna Kutcher's amazing at that. She just puts a screencast up and she talks through her slides. Because some days she said, I got a baby breastfeeding with my hair looking like this and I don't want to show my face, right? I, Esther, I, Esther, I see you laughing, right? Because that's, we all get to do what we want to do. This is me today. These are my journal notes. And I'm going to look down because I don't want to miss anything. I want to remind you what an amazing time this is for this industry. This is not a get rich overnight opportunity. This is an exponentially growing industry that allows you to serve, impact others with your life experience. You guys know that and create a real and create real success out of it. That, I don't know a better way to describe it. It's time to sell what you know. It's not other people's time. It's not the person to the window to the right of you or the window to the left of you. It's the person you're looking back at. It's your time. That's why we called the challenge time to thrive. Remember, we also must go where the puck is going. We talk about Wayne Gretzky always saying he was good at hockey because he skated to where the puck was going. Is the world shifting? Can we be honest? Is the world changing? Right? Are some industries that used to be lucrative dying and other industries exponentially growing? If you were on the, at the challenge when Alex Hermosi talked about why this industry is going, because it's a media industry. Right? We talked about how it's media, meaning if you shoot a course, you create a workshop, a mastermind, you can sell it over and over and over again, and you don't have inventory. You don't have to store it. Right? In fact, in a moment, I, wanna, I found the clip of Warren Buffett. It's like 20 seconds long, but I thought it was really cool um, to share why I, I always reference Buffett said there's two things, and if you remember those two things, you can put it in the chat, uh, but if not, I'll play that here in a little bit. And what I thought about, yes, the world is changing. Yes, the puck is shifting. Yes, we have to decide where things are going. No, we can't sit on our hands and wait for someone to save us because there's no one coming to save us. I always say this, especially here in America, politics are insane right now, unlike anything I've seen in my entire life. And my father, who's 86, says he's never seen it like it in his entire life. And I say this all the time. I don't care if you like or hate our last president or you like or hate our current president or you like or hate the future president. None of them are coming to save you. None of them are coming to fix you or fix your life. And the fact of the matter is, let's just be honest, it looks like there's more regulations and things coming into our future that happens in every civilized country. You can love it or hate it or whatever side of the aisle, I don't care, but it's coming. And the, what we realize is the only person 
that can save us, save our family, allow us to have the freedom we want is us. And when we decide that it's only us, oh my God, how liberating. Then you're not looking to go, it's their fault, it's his fault, it's your fault. No, 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 it's on me. Every day you wake up and it's on me. And once you do that, God, life changes forever. And with that, with that evolution, isn't it better to prepare and anticipate where things are going rather than react? Right? That's what we're talking about here. And I don't, I'm not trying to go doom and gloom. Please know that. But I, I wouldn't be serving you if I didn't tell you that things have shifted. Things are changing. I was in business in 99 when a shift happened. I was in business in 07 when the world changed. If I didn't share that, if I was just puppies, rainbows, and balloons, and like everything's perfect, and you're just going to do amazing, Michelle, and Karen, everything's going to be fine. Just just, just focus and, and tell yourself you're blessed every day, and it'll all work out. BS. It won't. You can pray on it all you want. I, I pray every single day. But I believe our maker is like, you can pray. Now go get your ass to work. You can pray. I'm glad you want a bigger future. But you're not just going to sit there and meditate and all the abundance you want is going to show up. you got to meditate, pray, believe in it, assign a bigger future. I see it, Tony Mitchell, right? we got to do all that shit, but then we got to get our asses to work. Simple as that. And if you're going to get your ass to work, wouldn't it be cool to do it in an industry that's growing, in an industry where you have somebody that's willing to share with you the blueprint on how to get there? This is not me pitching how to get rich for doing nothing. I have to keep saying that because I just want you to see, I hope it's this. Tony hope it's this. But it's got to be something. And none of it's going to fall on your lap. None of it. No one's waving a magic wand. No bill that they pass, whether it's 700 million or five trillion, none of it's coming to fix us. So we gotta do it. So we gotta be bold. We gotta be brave. We gotta overcome imposter syndrome. We have to do all the crap that we've talked about. And then we gotta pick a path. And then we can't dabble. And we gotta go all in. And if going all in is just an hour a week, Make that the most committed hour of your life. If going all in is an hour a day, make that the most committed hour of your life. Because your life, I believe, the way I look at my why, my life depends on I want my children to have freedom and choices. I want to be in control of my time, my decisions, and what I do. This morning before I came here, you know what I did? I made my kids lunches. I made their breakfast. And I dropped them off at school. Same thing I do every single day, and nobody in this world will ever take that away from me. Today at three o'clock, I'll be outside to pick up my kids. Now I got to go to high school and middle school, so it's two different schools. But I'll be there. And there's nobody ever going to tell me I can't do that, right? That's some of my why, and you have yours. But we have to get uncomfortable. We have to move forward because it doesn't happen on its own. And that's one of the reasons we came back today. Because here's, I wrote this down. Prepare and, anticip prepare and anticipate and have the chance to prosper or react and hope, right? React and hope. Uh, oh my God, things are changing. I hope it gets better. I hope we get a better leader. I hope we have a better president. I hope the economy gets better. I hope inflation stops. I hope gas goes down. How far, oh, what has hope done for us without a plan behind it, right? So this is your, this is my call to action. This is my, hey, Hope is amazing. We all need hope. We all need a compelling future. But then we got to get in gear. We got to get uncomfortable. We got to get disturbed. We're just waiting. We got to get disturbed with saying, I think I'm going to do it. Oh, maybe next time. Screw next time. This is the time. Right? So with that said, who's ready to keep going? Who's ready not to give in to this and not to give up? Okay? Because we're not giving up on you. Uh, you know what I'd love to do? I want to play this. It's like, 50, it's, they just said it's not 30. It's 52 seconds long. Um, I want to play this quick video that Tony and I played. We had a small group of mastermind people, high, high net worth people. We had a small group and we played this. We played the whole like 10 minutes of it. But I'd like to play like, it's 48 seconds. Play this and I'll be right back. You will see plenty of inflation. Now, the best protection against inflation Listen up. is your own earning power. If you're the best teacher, if you're the best surgeon, if you're the best lawyer, you know, whatever it may be, you will command a given part of other people's production of goods and services, no matter what the currency is, whether it's seashells or rice marks or, or dollars. So your own earning power 
is the best by far, if you're the best journalist, whatever it may be, you will get your share of the national economic pie, regardless of the value of whatever the currency may be as measured against some earlier standard. The second best protection is a wonderful business that does not require heavy capital investment. It requires heavy capital investment, you get killed in inflation. And uh, with those guidelines, I would tell you the best thing to do is invest in yourself. Isn't that cool to see? The guy's pretty smart at what he does, right? I think he's sitting on $150 billion in cash right now um, and owns pretty much all the stuff we see on a regular basis, throwing a big part of it. But I really want you to hear those two from somebody, not just me. Number one, what did he say is n- number one, right? Brasha, country, invest in yourself right? Invest in yourself. Get deeper with your knowledge because you will command your peace. Even if it's deflated money, you'll get more of that deflated money, right? And you guys, by being here, you're investing in yourself right this second by taking the time. Time is extremely valuable. I see a few of you, Lawrence and Michelle, being a part of Project Next. You invested in yourself. Good to have you guys here with me, right? You invested in yourself to get the wisdom of somebody who's already been there so you can go deeper. But the second part, I love how he said, create a wonderful business that doesn't take a lot of startup. We all want a wonderful business, don't we? I know he said that, but really think about what does that mean? If you're going to go in and you're going to say, I want more, I want more control. I want to do my own thing. I want a side project. I want to work from home. What could be more wonderful than unlocking the value of this? It costs nothing. It costs nothing to unlock your story. That thing that might be the most powerful, valuable asset you have that can help someone bridge the gap. Remember on day one, we talked about we're bridge builders. There's an experience that you've gone through that builds the bridge for someone else, whether that's a skill, a hobby, a passion, a mess you went through that you're on the other side. That's a wonderful business that has minimal startup cost, if any, and then you don't have to store it. You don't have to air condition it. You don't have to worry about supply chain issues. You just get better at sharing it. Course, workshop, coaching program. So I love that because Warren Buffett just gave the advice of what Tony and I have been sharing and yelling from mountaintops for four years on this is how you do it in a shifting world. And it, it, uh, it's, it's, I wanted you guys to see that. So a couple of things, and then I want to get to the five steps and then, you know, I'm going to bring somebody up here in a minute. Um, before I get to the five steps, there's a couple things I read. I bet you I read thousands of your comments and I want you to write these three things down. Number one, Stop waiting for permission. Please stop waiting for permission. Audrey, I see you shaking your head. I see so many people shaking their head. It's like Jessica, I see you. Lisa, I see you. We're waiting for someone to say, I think it's a great plan. I think you're perfect for this. I think you'll do absolutely amazing. God darn it, you should go do it. Like, we're waiting for that, and that's never going to happen. I've never had it in the history of the world. I always get, you? You're going to do that? Oh, come on, that's for other people. Never. So stop waiting for permission, because you may never get it, even when you start getting successful. Literally, I've gone to different levels, and when I want to go to the next, people go, oh, You did good up till this point, Dean, but now you're biting off more than you can chew. It's like, oh my God, stop putting your restrictions on my life. Stop asking me to dim my glow so you can feel better about yourself, right? So stop dimming your glow and stop waiting for permission. The only person you need permission from is you. Look in the mirror and say, we got this. I raised three children. I got this. I started a business back. I got this. I balanced a career, life, parenthood, all these. I got this. If this is what I'm doing, I'm going all in. And we give each other permission, meaning you and the person in the mirror. Okay, number one, stop waiting for permission. Number two, don't let the momentum fade. Tony says this all the time. We have to make a decision while we feel it, right? So many times we're in the moment. We got this. And you go, let me think about it. And then a week, a month, six months go by. And you're back in that as uh, um, in hypnotic rhythm. Uh, Dale Carnegie wrote, I think it was Dale Carnegie wrote, hypnotic rhythm. When you get back into the hypnotic rhythm of, I should be blessed, this is my life, I should stop biting off more than I can chew, I should be grateful for what I got, man, you're just not making, oh, I got it, Angela, I see it, 
there's no way you're making a smart decision for yourself in those spaces, right, Jessica? Am I, am I telling the truth? Like, when you get back into, I see you, Steve. Thanks for the heart, brother. Like, you get back in that, oh, you know, I'm taking care of my family. I'm providing. I'm getting this done. I'm moving forward. You know what? I, I should just be happy with what I got. You're not making a decision to stretch. You're not taking uncomfortable action when the momentum is gone. And then you got to wait for the next time when momentum comes. And you'll be looking for it. I promise you. If you don't take an uncomfortable action after this challenge, no matter what that is, there's going to be a time in a few months where you go, hey, can I find another, can I find another challenge? It ain't going to be Tony and Dean, I'm just saying. But you're going to find another challenge or another training or something else, and you'll get another little buzz. Like, Should I do it? And then the wave goes by. It's like the surfer trying to catch the wave after it's two feet past him. Do you ever see a surfer trying to catch a killer wave after he missed the little hump? I don't surf, but I love watching them. And you see somebody paddling and they missed it. The wave goes on without them and it doesn't stop. Just because you didn't catch the wave, it doesn't stop. The wave goes. So number one, stop waiting for permission. Two, don't let the momentum fade. Take an action now. And number three is really think about what that vehicle could be. I think it's time for you to realize you need to sell what you know. That's just a fact. It's an exponentially growing business. You already own it. You just need the help on how to extract it, model it, put it into a course, and get it out there to the world. You already got it. You just need help. If it's not that, pick something. Stop as um, uh, thinking grow rich. It was oh, outwitting the devil. Um, I love that part. Um, stop drifting. That's the word he used throughout the entire book was drifting. Meaning, and he talked about it more with kids. They start the, the drifting of like, should I do this? Should I do that? I don't know. Should I do this? Should I do that? And there's so much drifting that you never lock onto something. I'm just going in. I'm just doing it. So what my suggestion would be is pick something. This week, today, pick something and go, I'm doing it. Whether I fail or not, because here's the best advice. And I didn't even plan on sharing all this stuff. Here's the biggest, best advice I ever got from somebody. Is when you, the universe, God, when you... Put it, when you say, I'm going all in, and you decide to do something, you set a goal and you take uncomfortable action, most of the time, exactly what you hope for is not what you get. But when you get in, there's a strategic byproduct of your effort that's even bigger than what you originally expected. Who in here has had a goal with one thing, and because you went all in, something bigger and better came out of it? Right? I have a goal that I'm going to go to church on Sundays because I want to be more connected to God. And you go there and you meet the love of your life. I got goosebumps thinking about it, right? We, we, we all have, if when, when we decide and commit, there's always a byproduct bigger than the original goal if we'll have the nerve to just go all in. So the three things um, is stop waiting for permission. Don't let the momentum fade and pick something. We hope it's time for you to sell what you know, but whatever it is, pick something and why not today? All right, let's pick somebody really quick. Uh, team has uh, hot seat. Is this someone you guys picked? Okay, I think it's one of the ones I read. Could we bring up Jewel G, helping pets live a healthier life? All right, there's Jewel. Everybody give it up for Jewel. Hi, Jewel. How are you? Can you help Jewel? We can't hear. We're just going to dance a little bit until we can hear Jewel. You guys got this, or should we come back? What's that? All right, so, Jewel, they're working on it right now. We'll get you up here in a moment. So, you know what I'm going to do? While they work on it, right? Got to love live, right? Um, let me know when Jewel's ready, guys. Give me a thumbs up because I can't hear you. Uh, I'm going to go over. I said I was going to show you five steps to achieve more. I wrote this down. Five steps to achieve more and conquer success. Achieve more and conquer success. I wrote that down this morning. It's not a fancy title. Remember, you teach the way you want. There's my yellow pad right there, okay? Number one, 
and this you should write down, is to protect your confidence. Write this down. Seriously, this is something I wish someone would have told me 30 years ago. Protect your confidence. Because let me ask you something. Have any of you ever done anything incredible in your life? You made the move, asked for the date, asked for the phone number, asked for the money, asked for the partnership, made the sale. Have you ever done it when your confidence is down? Who's made some great decisions in your life when your confidence was down? I know I haven't, but I made some really good, brave, bold moves when my confidence is up. Who's, who remembers a day, right now, if you took a moment, who remembers a day when you, her confidence was so up, you felt like your feet were an inch off the ground, that you could solve anything, fix the problem, sell your kids on what they should do with their future, and make your wife or husband feel amazing, make the sale, get the business. Who knows those days? Who can think about it right now? Like, oh, I remember that moment. I walked in a room and all eyes were on me. And I love quiet confidence. It's like, I don't even know why she looks so confident, but damn, somebody should go talk to her, talk to him, right? Remember that feeling? We don't make good decisions when our confidence is down. We won't be bold. So therefore, we must protect our confidence, right? We got to protect our confidence. So what does that mean to protect your confidence? So I'm going to make this really simple because we're going to get through all five here. And you guys let me know in the, in the monitor here when she's ready to go, okay? Because I can't hear you chatting. Um, protecting your confidence. So think about this. There are things in your life that build your confidence, and there are things that take your confidence away. That's just a fact, right? So how important is confidence? I made it number one, because I think it's one of the most important things in the history of the world. I shared with Ned about Ned Hollowell. He is the world's leading ADD specialist. And we talked about how he helps kids get off drugs and, and cure ADD. You know what it is? has nothing to do with, with, with ADD. He said what happens is when a kid has ADD, and he used this example, he said Johnny is in school trying to read a book, and his foot's tapping, he's trying to read, and the teacher's like, you need to read that book, and more he gets pushed, and more then he gets him up and runs around, and now Johnny doesn't have ADD, he's got ADHD because he's a hyper little dude as well, right? He said what happens is because he can't really read it like everybody else and can't focus, he loses what? What's the word I'm looking for? I see it, Jessica. He loses his confidence. And then he's so insecure, he can't do anything right, and he starts acting out. And he's like, there are, you know, kids could end up in jail or end up some of the most successful people in the world had ADD, right? He said, all I do is I, I get the people that are closest to him in his life, and I find out what Johnny's already good at. And we help him get amazing at it. He's good in some, a sport, help him get amazing. Good, loves science, help him, good, loves planets, help him understand plants. He goes, if I can get one, listen to this, if I can get one area of Johnny's life where he feels confident, you'll see a new version of him. And he'll start to expand, start to have goosebumps. He'll start to grow. And fast forward three months, Johnny's sitting in class reading the book because his confidence went up. Ned Hollowell helps cure kids with ADD or, or a lot, you know, I don't know if cure is the right word, but ADD by boosting their confidence. How powerful is confidence? It's everything. You don't. You don't make moves when you're not confident. So I'm going to give you this brilliant, very deep intellectual answer on how to boost your confidence. You ready? I'm joking, by the way. Number one, identify the things that take your confidence away. And ready for this wisdom? Do less of them. Let me ask you some silly things that I've looked at for years. Um, who in here has ever watched the news, especially in the last year, and when you were done, you were more confident? Anyone? Raise your hand if watching the news makes you confident. Raise your hand if watching the news makes you go, oh, shit, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Should I even do anything? Right? Exactly, Kira. Like, exactly. Right? So if watching the news makes you feel less confident, makes you shrink a little, should we do less of it? Who has someone in their life that every time they talk to them and tell them about their dreams, they tell you you're a dreamer and you should stop? But you keep telling them. They're not going to convince them. If that takes away your confidence, Jessica, stop doing it. Don't dim your glow to match them. So I'm going to make this really quick is identify the things that take away your confidence and do less of them. If 
doing something that doesn't fit you. I'm not good at reading. I still have dyslexia. It's still hard for me to read. I don't read. I listen to a book. When I read, I kind of feel down on myself. Like you're 53 years old. You still can't read good. I just don't read. I listen and I kick ass. Listen, I can remember a whole book. Do the less of the things that rob your confidence. Okay. On the other side, if you're protecting your confidence, what are some things, put it in the chat. What are some things you do that empower your confidence? Being a part of a group like this, does being here help your confidence today? Does, is there a certain friend in your life that gives you more confidence? If there is, spend more time with them. If reading a certain book, if praying to God, if being with your kids, if, if listening to personal development, listen to a certain person's podcast, if that makes you go, I got this, do more of it. Our brains don't associate for some reason, this is building my confidence, let's do more of it. This is doing harm to my confidence, let's do less of it. We sometimes get in a hypnotic rhythm and we do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result and what did Einstein call that? Insanity. I saw you, Angela, right? Insanity. So, number one of the five to move forward. Do whatever the hell it takes to protect your confidence and don't let anybody mess with it. Not even you. Don't let your thoughts go there. Don't work on your weaknesses. The biggest lie we've ever been told is to work on our weaknesses. No. Find out what we're good at and get deeper, stronger, better. Get amazing at what we're already good at and eventually pay someone to do all the crap you don't like. Right? So protect your confidence, number one. Okay, can we get Joel back up? Is, is this working now? Are we good? What's up, Joel? Hey, Joel. All right, guys, I still can't hear her. All right, sorry, Joel. Could you move out of the way a second so I can see if she's got that off? How we doing, guys? All right, so sorry, guys. This usually never happens. Joel, we're going to keep trying. I'm not going to give up. Okay, number one is... And I'm so sorry, Jewel, we keep doing that. Guys, give me a thumbs up when we know for sure it's working, okay? I'm not mad. I just want to talk to Jewel, right? She gave me, they gave me two false starts here. You know, I don't want to kill the momentum here. All right, number two, model those already doing it. I mean this. I know Tony and I are sharing. We want you to be a part of what we do. We want to earn your business. We want to drive you to a next level. But if you're going to sell what you know, you should model what Tony and I do. We've been in it for 65 years. But I'm going to talk about it. But I'm going to talk about it in another way. I want you to really change the entire philosophy when it goes to wanting to go to another level to replace how with who. We talked about that a little. But we must model. Listen, I just don't think our brains were taught this way. Our brains were taught if we want to learn something, we go to school for it, right? We go to school for it. We take years of classes or we have to put in the, we got to put in the hard work of the trial and error and figure it out on our own. I, I mean, literally, my dad told me all the time when I would started attending courses and classes and training and I bought Tony Robbins tape and then I went to masterminds and I went to workshops. I legitimately have spent over a million dollars on courses, classes, masterminds, workshops, either attending them or host, hosting them. True story, right? I remember when I first started, my dad's like, what the hell are you paying somebody for? You could figure this out. That's the way he was brought up. Why would you pay someone to help you when you can do it your own? Oh my God, the worst advice in the history of the freaking world. That's why I've been supporting my dad since I was 27 years old. I'm not knocking him, I love my dad. I love my dad and he's doing great, by the way. So many people have asked, he's doing wonderful. He comes home in a couple of days for those, you know, we had a stroke about three weeks ago and he's crushing it. He's almost completely back. He's walking. So amazing. So I'm not knocking my dad. I love him. I was just with him yesterday, but my dad's mindset was fundamentally flawed. He doesn't feel that way about me now, but the way he was brought up is why the hell would you pay someone to help you with something when you can figure it out on your own? Do you have 10 years to figure some of these things out? And why would you? We're in an industry, we're about to go into an industry where we want people to cut us a check to go faster. Why wouldn't we get in the philosophy of if someone's already done what I want to do and I can cut them a check to go faster, I need to do it. Because time is worth way more than some money in some cases when it's affordable. 
right? Because sometimes the time takes so long, you never actually do it. Or you do it the wrong way, and it takes you a year to figure out how to do it right, when someone could show you in a moment. So we must figure out a way to model those that are already doing it, right? Think about, you know, you want to get more likes on social. And it's like, oh, do I get TikTok? Is it Instagram? Is it, oh, no, should I do LinkedIn? No, should I do long videos, short videos? Should I do stupid dance videos? Should I do, like, you think all these things, like, how, 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 how? Oh, I don't think I can do any of it. When really, there's probably a 14-year-old in your life, a niece, a nephew, a child, a friend of a friend, that's already got that figured out and could show you how to do it in two minutes, right? Sometimes we have to just train our brain on not how, who's already done it, and how can I model them? So replace how with who and model people. Number two, you guys got that? All right, so Jules' audio isn't working for some reason. We will figure out a way, Jules. We will get to you somehow, some way, um, but we are gonna bring up Kira Martinez. Can we bring up Kira Martinez? Everybody give it up for Kira. Can you hear me? I can, Kira. How are you? I should have just pretended I couldn't hear you just to, just to mess with everybody. Just to mess with me. <laughs> How are you, Kira? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. Where are you tuning in from? I'm from the UK. Well, awesome. Woo! Everybody give it up to Kira in the UK. Okay, Kira. Um, you wrote in the chat, helping te teachers to thrive to become their best selves. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit. You know your dot. Do you have a do you have a name or for the the course or the training you want to do yet, or you haven't got there yet? I'm not quite got to a name. Um, I'm actually this is all my notes from today, so okay. working through that at the moment. Um, so not quite got to a name, but it's the fact that I'm a teacher myself. So it's helping. Um, you just especially in this industry at the moment, everyone wants to leave it. Everyone doesn't want to be in the, I'm a primary teacher, so like elementary for yep. you guys. Um, no one wants to be in that industry anymore. So, and if there's lack of inspiration, and then that filters through to the children. And so when I was watching you, especially on Saturday Time to Thrive, I was thinking, okay, how can I use what I know? And so many of what you do, so much of what you do, I thought, I can do that for the kids. When I start doing that for the kids, then they will get this at such a young age. And then I was like, whoa, wait, I need to teach the teachers to do this. Yeah. So it's not just me. I love it. It's everyone. Everybody give it up for Kira. You see what we're talking about, about keeping momentum alive? Right, okay, so Kira, if I had to, I don't want to go too deep in this, but it, there's a problem. Remember this, guys. Remember I asked you three questions on day two or day four. It was one of those days. I think it was day four. And if you weren't here, it's okay. But sometimes... It's as simple as saying, what is the problem that you'd like to solve? So am I yeah. right to say the problem you'd want to solve is disinterested, disconnected, heart gone in teachers, right? The heart, like let's, let's just use words, right? The heart is gone. The emotional yes, attachment is gone. And they might be thinking, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm looking around for something else. So the problem mm -hmm. you want to solve is, you tell me, you want to give the heart back to teachers, to give them purpose again, to feel connected to their job. Is that true? Yeah, completely. Right? Exactly and, and lastly, yeah. would you like them to fall in love with teaching again? Fall in love with teaching, and I think they need to do that by and then just like giving them what they um, want and then giving them what they need kind of thing. They'll need to work on themselves to get that work-life balance again, to feel good, and then when they do that, I will then give them the strategies to fall in love with the teaching. Somebody was again. listening. Give it up for Kira for listening. Wow. So many nights, Dean. I've got it all. <laughs> okay, so here's what I, here's what I would love. I, first off, Kira, thank you for sharing. Thanks for jumping on here. And, and I hope you I hope you've seen through the challenge and what we're talking about today. This is not about, oh, just do that, and tomorrow you'll sell 5,000 courses. It's a process, and it's a system, and we want to we extract it and keep fine-tuning it because you're not going after all teachers, right, if we talk about the dot. You're not going after all teachers. You're probably going after teachers that are in elementary school or grade school, you know, first to fifth grade. So you're going after a smaller yeah. group. You're going after teachers who want to fall in love with teaching again, who would love to love their job, that want to leave an impact on children. So that dot gets smaller, 
but the world's really big. How many teachers around the world right now, not in the UK, around the world, are a little disinterested, would love to fall in love with their job again and feel like they can make an impact on kids? It's millions right now, right? So we, we know, so I'd love, and I'm going to put you on the spot. What's, because you thought about it, what's one thing that you know, whether it's a want or a need, right? They might give them what they want and you're delivering what you need. What's one thing that you know you should, you would teach or share with another teacher like yourself? Or there's something that you wish somebody gave you? So there's a, yeah, okay. So what I wish someone gave me is stop looking for validity in your um, management team and your other colleagues, because that's not why you do it. You do it for the kids. So I'm not going to make all these amazing displays so that um, someone comes in and goes, oh, that's so pretty, because it's not about that. It's, it's, about, it's about the children and they need to remember it. So I think when I first went to teaching, I was a yes man. I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do everything, I'll do everything. And it was for, the, for um, another colleague to say I was amazing, but that's not the point. Yeah. Point is for the kids. So that's that's one I big one. I freaking love that. And and again, you could you could frame that as falling in love with teaching again, and that's what like they want that, or how to get a raise, like something could be how to get a raise, how to get a promotion. Like literally, what do people want? Maybe a raise, maybe a promotion, also accolades. And yeah. uh what else do people want? Um they want to be noticed, right? So you could hit the human emotions of career path, growth, promotion, raise, accolades, being noticed, you can disguise those six and really give them what they need of do this for the kids, find your true why, like take them through a, a process of seven levels deep on why they became a teacher in the first place, get them into their heart and then say, okay, let's do this for, for let's do this so you feel better, but simultaneously you're impacting the kids, right? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> what would be, if it was a year from now, Kira, and it was the best year of your life, mm -hmm. what would it look like in a year from now? What would you be? Okay, so a year from now, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be teaching, as I said, I love teaching children, but I, I wouldn't, I would leave my, my job because I'd be hoping to make a greater impact. So I'd be going into maybe other schools, I'd be going into universities, getting them early, hopefully, so then they don't have these mistakes or helping people fall in love with it again so it's kind of a twofold thing um and then having a course and hoping people come to it maybe a podcast I don't know. <laughs> listen everybody please give it up for kira everyone thank you so much thank you kira thank you for sharing guys you know what you know i love pulling that up um is because isn't it cool to see how many different niches and how many things do you think I, I say this all the time but none of us say when you're a kid someday i'm going to be in the self-education industry i'm going to go through this process i'm going to become a teacher i'm going to start losing sight of why i was a teacher i'm going to start hating teaching then i'm going to fall in love with teaching again and see what's different because i know it's for the kids and then someday i'm going to stop that and then i'm going to create a course and I'm going to sell to other teachers. No one in the history of the world has ever said that. This is an industry we all fall into and realize, holy crap. Am I right, Kira? Raise your hand if like that's the evolution, right? Like, so know that wherever you are, Brasha or, or Mike or Karen, like we didn't, we didn't start here. We just had a life journey. And then there's this moment when you go, I could help kids. By helping the teachers and show them something they're not paying attention to they should be here they should go through tony robbins training they should go through module one but if not as a teacher i can ethically bribe them to go through so they get growth path they get accolades they get recognition they get a promotion but simultaneously i'm helping children all around the world by getting teachers to fall in love with their job again how badass is that that a year from now kira could be making a living impacting children around the world can we give it up for kira in the chat please okay now i still have three more three more okay you guys remember the first two Number one, protect your confidence. Number two, model those that have already done it. That's what you're going to be in the business, so you should cut a check to go faster. Simultaneously, people are going to cut you a check to go faster to get to their end result. Teachers are going to cut Kira a check because they want to love what they do. They don't want to be wandering or they want a promotion. 
or they want growth or they want recognition. They're going to cut her a check for that and she's going to deliver them the fast track to get there because she's all in. Make sense? Number three, I've said this a lot, but I'm going to go deeper on it. Take uncomfortable action. Take uncomfortable action. Listen, I don't know what it will take for you. That is a term that sounds good, but you need to attach something to it. We picked on Kira, so I'm going to pick her. Right now, she feels amazing. She's been smiling since she's been on today. She's had the epiphany. She knows she's in. I've been watching. She can't even contain her style. I can see her to the left of the camera, right? But now, that's great. I'm glad. But now she has to take the uncomfortable action of saying, I'm doing this. I'm following all the way through. I'm burning the boats. I'm doing this no matter what. I'm doing this when I doubt myself. I'm doing it when I feel like I'm an imposter. I'm doing it when I tell my friend who's a teacher and she says, oh, people have already done that. That's a saturated market. Or no one wants to be a better teacher. They just want more money. All that crap's coming. She has to decide that I'm taking the uncomfortable action anyway, and I'm going to model those who've already been there, Tony and Dean, and I'm going to protect my confidence along the way, right? And whatever it takes for you to keep taking that uncomfortable action, you have to find. You see, I don't know what Kira's is. We picked her, so I'm going to pick on her a little bit. She could visualize a year from now of selling courses, doing workshops, speaking on stages, impacting children all around the world. Man, that's an amazing feeling. She could also think a year from now, she's still in her job. She's still not as passionate as she should be. She never did this. She was going to do it. She has regret she didn't. And kids still around the world are not getting the knowledge they need to be surviving. You could think of both of those. That second one sounds shitty to me. And I would think about that all the time, right? I, I always share about what Ed Milet said one time, just to, if you don't know who he is, he's just someone who's got a great podcast and he's a dear friend. Imagine being at the end of your life and seeing a video of the man you, or woman you could have been or the goals you could have accomplished or the impact you could have had or the freedom you could have had or the control of your time you could have had. That would be the worst video in the world. I mean, you, you would die for that. So, so how do we use something as leverage today to give ourselves that chance today in this moment to take uncomfortable action, to be unsatisfied, to be disturbed with leaving your life the way it is? Because if you're still here, you're called to serve. You're called to impact more. You're called to do your own thing. You're meant for more. So we must get disturbed within action. So being disturbed with inaction, the opposite is uncomfortable action. I love calling it uncomfortable because moving forward, leaning into something new is uncomfortable. But that's where our next level lives it's on the other side of that you know what i'm talking about rory right our next level lives on the other side of us leaning in even when we don't know what the hell we're doing that's why we learn from somebody else who's already been there and we protect our confidence and the only next thing is to take uncomfortable action the, the next thing that's number three is the taking uncomfortable action number four is i like to call this the 90 day sprint and the 90 day sprint is really scheduling it because you can protect your confidence. You can model those that are already doing it. You could say, I'm freaking doing this. I'm going to be the woman God designed me to be. I'm going to change this. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to have more freedom. I'm going to work from home. I'm going to quit my job, whatever that, un that driver is for uncomfortable action. But now we have to schedule it. So I'll make it really simple for you. You can write this down and go do it deeper later, but what are you going to do in the next hour to start this momentum. Seriously, right? Just write this down, right? What are you gonna do in the next hour on a piece of paper? You can just put, and you can fill this in when we're done, but what are you gonna do in the next hour? What action are you gonna take? As Tony says, never leave the scene of, of momentum without doing something. So what can you do in the next hour that says, I'm freaking doing this? How do you commit? How do you anchor it in? What can you do in the next 24 hours? Right? What can you do in the first hour? What can you do in the next 24 hours to say, I'm moving forward? We take Kira, for example. In the next hour, I'm going all in. I'm going to continue to work with Tony and Dean. I'm going to model this. I'm going in. I'm committed. What can I do in the next 24 hours? I can go through my schedule and block out an hour a day where I'm going all in on this. What can you do in the next seven days? In the next seven days, I'm going to, I'm going to lay out the modules of what I'm going to teach. 
I'm going to teach, number one, how to get a promotion. It sounds cool, but really what it is is showing them how to fall in love with teaching again or whatever it is, right? So what are you going to do in the next seven days? Then what am I going to do in the next month, right? So what am I going to do in the next hour, next 24 hours, next seven days, next month? And then what am I going to accomplish and what's going to be done in the next 90 days? I had to cross it out. In the next 90 days. So write down one hour, 24 hours, seven days, a month, and 90 days. And not that you're going to fill this out right now because I'm going kind of quick. But if you write these down and schedule it and start saying at the end of 90 days, this is what's going to be accomplished. This is what's going to happen. Everything changes. Because if you, this is the reason I chose these five, never shared them in this order, but if you protect your confidence, if you go for it, if you model those that are doing it, if you take uncomfortable action and use whatever leverage you have, if you write down what you're going to do in the next hour, 24 hours, seven days, one month, 90 days, all of a sudden you start crafting what? Your game plan. Your game plan to go from where you are to where you want to be. So the 90-day sprint is number four. And number five is use a platform, a program, a system. So number two is model those doing it. Number five is model something that's already working. There's so many times in life when I want to do something new, I'll find somebody already doing it or I'll find the software that helps do it and I'll watch and obsess on it and go, oh, that's how they're doing it. It takes me to the five-yard line. And then I manipulate it, model it, and make it mine. So we must model proven systems and use proven platforms. Make sense? That's why we built mastermind.com for you guys, right? Okay. So you got those five steps. Now, here's what we've done. I promised you guys something pretty bold. I promised you Tony and I were going to give you the greatest free gift we've ever done. And this is to make sure no one's left behind. And I want to show you guys in a moment here. We're going to give away some killer stuff later. We're going to give away prizes. I'm going to do some Q&A. And I'm going to surprise you guys that I had my team, which we've done on day three or day four. I had my team work on building you a site, Kira, in mastermind.com. So when we come back, we'll share that, okay? That's how quick mastermind.com works. We spent two million bucks to figure out how to build a site and have it up in 12 minutes. Our team is 12 minutes. It might take you 45, right? But... In a moment here, we'll share that. But I want to share the greatest free gift. That's what we're calling it. Because the greatest free gift really means an irresistible offer. And what's irresistible? I explained that to you. Is how do we make sure that no one's left behind and give every single one of you the opportunity to gain the, the expertise, to gain the capabilities, the platform, to keep your confidence, to model those that are doing it and keep moving forward even if you're not a part of Project Next. So let me just ask you something. Who would want to continue working with Tony and I if you could test drive all of it for free? Raise your hand if you would keep working with us. Let us teach you. Let us train you on a monthly basis. Let us give you the platform. Would you do it if it was free? Right? Okay. That's why you're going to see what I'm about to share with you is I believe the greatest gift we've ever offered. Okay. That was Dean Graciosi. So glad that you took the time to learn, and I hope you absorbed something. I hope that you really got into what he was saying, what he was putting across, as well as using actual people um, to work with that have their dream as well. I urge you to go on mastermind.com and take the trial I'm not trying to sell you anything. It's like th this I've taken and I'm building an online course as well as my coaching business, davidthompsoncoaching.co, davidthompsoncoaching.co. But what I wanted you to do was to realize, I got my notes here. <laughs> I was taking notes. Um, is the five steps to conquer success and stop wondering if you're still wandering you don't want to wander in your acting career. You don't want to wander in your divine design. You want to focus. You want to take action. You want to protect your confidence and model those already doing it. And replace your how with who. Because how is quite boring, actually. Strategies. I teach strategies all the time. But the who is you. The who is you.
Okay? <laughs> that is your investment. Acting is all about self-discovery. Life is all about self-discovery. And then take uncomfortable action and push into the unknown. That's how you gain confidence. And then schedule it. Don't just sit on it. Don't just sit on the egg waiting for hat to hatch. Take the 90-day sprint, as Dean has said, and schedule it. An hour, 24 hours, 7 days, 30 days, 90 days. Make it manageable. Okay, bring uh, picture uh, a dream of um, an at your acting career as above your head, right? But it's a balloon and it has a string. Pull it down to eye level, okay? Pull it down to eye level and say, what can I do today? What can I do today to take uncomfortable action? Who can I talk to? How can I do this? Because I know who I am. I know that I'm an actor. I know that I need help. It's like the Beatles, you know. I need somebody help, not just anybody help. <laughs> so, and then you build a platform. You have a program, something that's already working for the people who've, who you're modeling after. That way, there is a sense of confidence. There is a sense of security. There is a sense of, hey, I, I can do this because they're doing it and they've gotten further than me to me. You know, like for me, I can save and I have saved people at least 10, if not 20 years in the acting career, because I tell them of the errors that I made, that the growth that I have um, achieved over, over 30 year period, 30 year plus. And then I tell them in advance what they can do to avoid this obstacle and to identify that opportunity. And then they get ahead a lot further. I have many students who do that already. They have things that they have accomplished that I humbly say that I have had uh, a, a part in helping them, okay? But they have done it. And you can do the same thing. I hope this makes sense today. And, oh, by the way, listen to this again. Share it. And listen to it again, I say, because it takes the brain at least three to seven times for something to sink in, to really, really sink into the furrows of your brain, get into your nervous system, get into your physiology, so you have confidence to act it out, because acting is movement, acting is action. Why do you think they call it act? You act. So don't take it for granted in anything, whether it be this podcast or a workshop or a book or anything that you're doing and learning and growing by, oh, I got this, I got this. No, you don't. No, you don't. Trust me. Trust me. I have learned a long time ago that fast is not good. Slow, methodical. This is how you get it into your system. You are not an electronic device. You are not a computer. You're not a cell phone. You are a human being. Okay. And it takes time for things to grab hold of your heart and emotions and build the confidence that you need in order to move forward into your divine design. I hope that makes sense. I'm always saying that because I'm in earnest about this. If you need a coach, I may be the one for you. Uh, sound like a game show. Um, <laughs> DavidThompsonCoaching.co. Look me up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, share and um, get going on your, on your five steps. You can do this. You can become a great actor and get paid doing what you love to do.